Coming to you live from one of your favorite frat house party stories, it's your boy Jay West, and I have a very special guest today, my boy, the man, the myth, the legend, the Phi Kappa Psi alumni himself, Chris from Geek Peak. What up, brother? Heyo, reformed frat boy here. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing reformed about you, my friend. Get out of here. Don't even try that. <laughs> hey, I have a mustache now. I'm an adult. <laughs> Clearly, you look like you like just you want to like stand in front of a barbecue with tongs and keep like clicking them. I will be wearing Crocs or New Balances while I do so. Total stepdad vibes. Total stepdad <laughs> vibes. So welcome so to the trash perspective, my friend. Uh, you know, I this is where I kind of get to talk to people, engage different situations. And uh, for today's topic, I wanted to cover uh, college life, so to say, because uh, I know for a fact that we come from two completely different backgrounds and have had two vastly different college experiences, but have definitely paralleled the same path in certain aspects. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a fairly unique college experience uh, as I'm not sure if the listener base knows, but Florida state has a bit of a party reputation, just a tiny one. Oh, just And, a tiny uh, one. and we also have a pretty damn good football program overall. Um, and I was lucky enough to be attending the Florida state university during our 2013 national championship run. Ooh, and I went to, great. it was, I can't even put it to words. I look back. It was a dream, man. It really was. I uh, came into college and wasn't even like that into football. I mean, I watched it from time to time, but I was way more into music and TV and movies and, you know, that kind of stuff, going to shows. And uh, I fell in love with it. I really did. I mean, everybody really bleeds, uh, bleeds garnet and gold there. Um, That's crazy. So every Saturday, it's like, you know what your plans are during football season. So I find it interesting, like you talk about partying and stuff like that. And when I should have gone to college, I didn't go to college, but I was partying like I was in college. And to steal a bit from your show, I actually have a beer today that represents my partying times of when I should have been in school and I was running around in the streets like a fucking psychopath. Got me some <laughs> old English oh dude <laughs> yeah, yeah dude it was it was heavy in the streets man i i was drinking this stuff like fucking kool-aid i oh it was you know you're fucking broken shit you know you're, you're like 18 19 what are you gonna do you know you get the fucking dollar 50 40s you just dropped your brass balls on the table in front of me right there man you're goddamn right baby <laughs> it's a throwback. so our, our alternative, I mean, we had, you know, Old English and Colt 45 and those things too. But what we like to drink when we were in college, Four Locos. Dude, oh, that's brutal. It was foul. I look back on those times and I'm like, my liver and kidneys are irreparably damaged from drinking that. Do you know what a Boilermaker is? Yes. So funny quick story about since we're, you know, talking about partying and shit. Uh, me and my co-host from the We Get Dub podcast and the Piece by Piece podcast. Go check those out if you haven't. No harm in a shameless plug every now and then. Uh, <laughs> before everything, like, we used to get fucking ripped. We used to get fucked up. But I'm always the one that's, like, pushing the envelope with a lot of shit. Like, I'm always coming up with weird drinking shit. And uh, so one day, we were like, yo, you want to go get four locos? I was like, yo, they got the special edition ones. It's, like, 14% alcohol. He's like, yo, let's do it. So we kill one, and we're get we're already, like, fucking weird so then i'm like yo 
drop a shot of vodka in it and let's fuck. So a shot of vodka, quotation marks. So we just pour an <laughs> ass load of vodka in these fucking like golden four local cans and fucking Ooh. blackout. Like it yeah. hurt. That was a hangover that fucking hurt. My my four loco blackout stories were honestly way worse in high school when they still had the caffeine in them. Oh, uh, yeah. That was like me and my friends. So I ran with like a group of guys. We were probably all like, I'd say like 12 to 13 dudes that I still hang, hang out with. Uh, we all met like in fourth grade. We all grew up together, went to high school together. We all partied together or discovered partying together. And um, I'll never forget. There was one night my friend Ryan was like, I'm feeling a four loco night tonight. And he never takes initiative. Like he's never like the one who's like setting the agenda, but we were like, you know what, Ryan, tonight's your night. We're going to do what you want to do. So I we all it. go post up at my buddy Nick's house and each one of us drinks two, four locos each. All right. Every single one of us blacked out. There was puke in so many spots in that house. Dude. Uh, they kept telling me I was coiled around the toilet, like a serpent. <laughs> And I'm a big guy. I'm six foot six. And my ass in this bathroom, it's a tiny bathroom. And I was like, up. <laughs> oh, I could picture you in the fetal position trying to hug the bowl as hard as you can. Yes, that was that was me. I was that was my anchor to reality. Like, you know, an in inception where they have like the little die that or the little, you know, spinning top. Mine was a toilet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. So, so four locos, tough scenes. So now let's go back a little bit before the crazy rambunctious college nights and stuff. Did you know that you wanted to go to college immediately or like what school you wanted to go to? Cause like over for me, it's a little bit different. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of different options. A lot of different people will tell you different things like, Oh, get a city job or do this or do that, get a trade. Mm -hmm. But I know in like more rural areas, if you would, it's kind of like, you know, these college towns where there's these fucking just college is the town. It is the lifeblood of everybody. And it's yeah. just a, a weird, cohesive community. Yeah. Like uh, I would say, so the university of Florida, our rivals, fuck the Gators. They are, um, <laughs> Gator, hater. they are, they're very much like that. Like Gainesville is basically a swamp, uh, but the college supports like the entire city, basically. I mean, there's like agriculture and stuff out there. Um, for Florida State, it's in the capital of Florida. So it's in Tallahassee. So it's got, you know, the, the state capital there, the state legislature. And uh, that that's one thing that's happening up there outside of, you know, the university. But obviously the university there is massive. I want to say I'm doing a quick Google search here, but uh, I want to say it's like above 40,000, maybe 50,000. That's not so bad. I mean, considering yeah, so I mean, that's pretty small. Excuse me, thirty-two thousand eight hundred twelve is what what's that's like four blocks in Brooklyn. Like that's not even that much. But it's four blocks in Brooklyn of just people eighteen to twenty-three. So is it like? Would you say it's like a party area? Like it's just what just constant rowdy college life. Um. So like the grad students live a little further away from campus. So like how far you away from live you live away from campus kind of dictates like how in the college zone you are. Obviously on campus, you know, we had dorms and things like that, but a lot of people, the majority lived outside of campus. They lived in off-campus apartments and things like that. So like I, and, and then that's not even counting Greek row, uh, 
which is on campus. And then independent of that, because Greek life is huge at FSU. It's like uh, one in four students are Greek. Really? And yeah, it's a huge percentage. So um, they have a separate fraternity complex that I was living in um, when I lived in my fraternity house for uh, two years uh, called Heritage Grove. And that's where like there were tailgates and stuff, obviously on campus, but some of the biggest chapters at FSU, like uh, Pike at FSU is one of the biggest chapters in the country and they got a massive house. I was not in Pike, uh, but uh, you know, tons of, tons of fraternity houses, big apartment style living there. So a lot of guys living there and other people could live there too, but it was like, do so at your own risk, you know, cause mm. if you didn't fill your apartment building with your fraternity brothers, then random people can move in. Um, and it was technically on campus housing. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was kind of an interesting situation, but, uh, I would say the majority of people were, you know, living off campus and everywhere you went. So you like go to the grocery store, you run down to chicken joint or whatever down the street, it's college students all around. And then we also have a second college in Tallahassee called FAMU, which is a like historically black college. So that's like its own separate area entirely. Hmm. So do you think that the campus lifestyle, like living on campus and the, the, you know, kind of the glamor of the situation appealed more to you. Oh, definitely. I, so like, I grew up in kind of a sleepy beach town. It's like a suburban beach town called Ormond beach near Daytona. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was nice, but much older population, a lot of retirees. So I really wanted to go to a big university. I wanted to meet like entirely new friends and, also, at the time, I wanted to be an attorney. So FSU had a really, really good law program. So I was looking at that. Um, and it doesn't hurt, obviously, the capitals up there because you can do some government work, uh, interning and things like that. So kind of everything lined up for me in that respect. But I also, there was no way in hell I was staying at home because I wanted to like go out and see more of the world. Um, and ah. it's a state school. So like it was an affordable option, you know, and uh, it's pretty reputable down here in Florida, you know, like there's kind of three big schools everyone goes to that are like the top schools in, uh, in Florida, UF university of Miami and FSU. So like all three of them and now USF as well. And UCF's moving up as well. But, um, those are kind of like the three traditionally big universities. So you said something interesting. You said that you wanted to see more of the world. Now, do you mean that you felt going to this, you know, prestigious school could help you, you know, further yourself to just be able to do more things in life or that you wanted to have more of a life experience by going to the school? Kind of both. Um, I knew that, you know, North Florida is very different than Central Florida where I'm coming from. North Florida is much more like Southern. You Mm -hmm. know, you got like Pensacola, Panama City, those kind of areas. Um, And I didn't I didn't want to go south. I didn't want to go down to Miami. Um, for school. And I didn't really want to go to a city where its entire identity was predicated about a university, which is what Gainesville kind of was. So, but it kind of dual purpose because I knew that if I went there, I would get a pretty good degree there. Um, I ended up being an idiot and choosing political science and international affairs. I double majored. So I got, uh, you know, a dual diploma, but let me tell you. Yeah. Well, well, I, uh, you know, I was, I was kind of chilling in college and I, I took it much more as a life experience and met a lot of people, made a lot of lifelong connections, people that I still talk with, you know, weekly. Um, and they're all over the state and really at this point, all over the country, you know, like a lot of my fraternity brothers have since moved to Denver, Colorado. So if I ever go there, 
I know about 15 people that would, you know, I can hang out with or they'll show me around the area or I can stay with them, that kind of thing. So like for me, I've always kind of naturally been a networker. Um, even as a young kid, like that's kind of how our group of friends from uh, grade school, like all came up together. And uh, so I definitely wanted to, you know, I wanted to go somewhere I had never been. And my brother was also an FSU alumni. So I kind of, I had, I had been up there a couple of times and I thought the campus was beautiful. And I was like, this place is really sick, super different than where I've lived. And like a lot of my friends were going, a lot of people I knew were going. And I knew that even though we were going up at the same school, I probably would not see them while I was up there because everybody kind of, there's so many people there. You can kind of make your own group. So do you think that was like intimidating? Cause I mean, I'm sure like, it's kind of like starting a new point in your life and you're kind of on your own. I mean, your friends are there, but they're not exact. Cause you know, they're going through their own shit as well. So you're all kind yeah. of just discovering the world. So were you like intimidated at all? Or were you like, I'm going to fucking do this. I was a little nervous. Obviously I think everybody going out of high school, even if you don't go to college, just going out on your own is its own experience. And, you know, thankfully my parents were helping me along while I was in school, they were able to uh, afford that. And that, that really opened up my oper like, uh, opportunities to not have to be tied up with just work and school, but really getting to like focus more on my social life and developing a lot of other, like, I don't want to call them soft skills, but other skills in life that are going to be, you know, useful later on in connections. Uh, see, that's, that's beautiful. Like you approach this with a clear head. Like, I really like the way you kind of mapped it out a little bit because a lot of people, dude, I remember when I first started going to, to school, like I went later on and I was so fucking intimidated by everything. I remember my first class, like I saw this dude and just because he looked like an asshole, like he like was sitting at the desk with like his like blazer open, his fucking weird spiffy little glasses. And I was like so intimidated by this guy. Like, I don't know. I, I just was more scared of the academic process than anything and then also the social aspect is weird because there's a there's an age gap between me and my classmates so I'm like I don't want to like try to talk to them and I don't want them to talk to me because we have nothing in common and also yeah it's weird because like going to school in Manhattan it's like some of the younger people whatever like you see them but it's it's a lot of an older crowd and everyone just kind of keeps to themselves there's no like you know BMCC pride or like, you know, Queens community college for life, dude. Like I fucking love this place. Like you might yeah. get a t-shirt to just be like, Oh, I got a shirt, you know, but it, it's, I feel like it's a completely different beast down where you are. Oh, it, it definitely is. I mean, even uh, in my hometown, I was taking some dual enrollment credits before I finished, uh, before I finished high school mm -hmm. and I was taking them at our local community college. And even the vibe there was completely different. Um, so I totally get what you're saying. I mean, for me, it was one thing I'll say is, you know, I'm a skinny little 18 year old and I was like a scene kid. I was into metal and stuff. And that was just totally not the scene at Florida State. Like there were people like that. Right. And I never really like gave up my roots, but I definitely kind of had to grow and evolve a little bit. And yeah, but you know, walk you're tall and handsome as shit. You don't really have to change much. Like no one's going to bother you. You know what I mean? Like you're not the weird looking kid in the back that's like i like attack attack you're like hey like asking alexandra and my cock is huge what's up like, you know what i, I mean? have to send you some pictures of me in high school bro you might uh it's you just might weird because like you give off a completely different vibe you know what i mean like i can't picture you being like oh man i gotta like switch it up a little bit because you just approach everything like hey what's up i'm here 
You know what I mean? But I guess that comes with the experience of everything you went through. Yeah, well, I, I will say that, you know, I always was true to myself, but I found that one thing that I've always had to do because I was a Navy brat was kind of be like a social chameleon. So I really needed to be able to like fit in wherever I went. And um, like, you don't change who you are when you do that, but you you become aware of what people are uncomfortable by, basically. And you try to like mitigate that um, as much as much as you can without curtailing who you are again. So, I mean, let's back that up a little bit. You said Navy brat. A lot of people don't know what that is. So do you care to break that down a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So my dad was an officer in the Navy for 25 years. Um, so growing up from when I was born until when the day that Jurassic Park 2 came out, I know that's a really weird uh, time I'm period. Saved, I'll have to yeah. look up. Yeah, but uh, I just remember me and my dad went and caught that when he uh, on the day of his retirement from the Navy. But uh, awesome. he, yeah, so he did that. Um, and uh, because of that, you know, you're you're moving from school to school a lot. You're meeting a lot of people. I was also the son of a pastor. So I was in, you know, involved in church. And so I was having to meet a lot older people and not put a front on, but be respectful and try to carry yourself in a way that they're not just like completely off put before they even speak to you. Right. So you, you kind of knew how to hold yourself amongst other people in or in a social situation before anything you learn that, you know, obviously, cause dad probably drilled that into you, like not even like being a dick or anything, but just like, Hey, this is how you got to do it. Cause he comes from such a discipline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause my dad was never like a hard ass on me. Uh, he was really? always, he was really supportive. Like even when I was playing in a metal band in high school, which, awesome. you know, is so far out of the, the norm of a yeah. pastor's son. I, but, I picture uh, it like the movies, like I hate my son. He likes metal and drinks beer. He's a piece of shit. Now, some people, some people are like that. There, those, those people do exist. Um, but thankfully, my dad was not one of them. And uh, I think part of that was just he had been kind of around the world through. Uh, you didn't have to call him sir or anything like that. No, and and I think part of it too is I have uh, four other siblings, mm -hmm. so I feel like him and my mom were just like tired by the end of all of it, and they were just like, we're just gonna like relax on this one and just like chill a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's I, I totally get that. So now, how long did it take you in your college career to join Greek life? So I wanted to join before I went to school because one of my good friends' dads, uh, he he was an FSU alumni. We hung out at their house pretty regularly. Like he taught us how to play poker. He was just a really cool dude. Uh, shout out Mike. And mm -hmm. um, long story short, he had told us how he really, really like benefited a lot from joining a big chapter at FSU Sigma Chi. And uh, he had told us some of the stories. And at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I'm, as long as I'm not getting like beat up or something or having something sexually done to me, Mm -hmm. I like it's not a big deal in terms of like people giving me shit like I'm not really super worried about that you know like so all right like all right I know joining I know there's a lot of secretive shit um but without giving so many details whatever you can what were some of the weirder things you might have witnessed or experienced while pledging like I I, I he always hear or see crazy stories like on, either on the internet or whatever the fuck it is so if you could just like give us something, you know, just because I know there's a lot of yeah. shit. So I was the pledge educator for two years at my chapter. All right. So um, how, what, what is that? What, what is that role? 
So basically, you're responsible for wrangling, you know, 30, 30, 18 year old boys. Like, (laughs) it's like hurting. It's like hurting super drunk cats. Um, (laughs) They're all over the place. But really, uh, my responsibility as I took it was, you know, I'm going to take these boys and I'm going to show them how to be men. And (laughs) you're barely a man yourself. I was, but I I at least knew how to carry myself, so I didn't look like an absolute shithead, like and <laughs> like and represent the school and our chapter terribly. And it's like you can totally have fun, you can have a good time, but you need to be like respectable, and that mm-hmm. means like not just being an absolute degenerate and you know treating women properly is another part of it. And so like no streaking or anything. Nah, ideally not. I mean, you know shit happens i'm old school is a lie i feel hurt every person is different so that stuff does happen i'm just saying but um me i'm sure but like for for us one of the weirder things uh and not even as weird as i find it hilarious that we had to do was uh prune juice pong what the hell is that have you ever had prune juice yes it's disgusting if you drink a lot of it it makes you clear your bowels okay so, so wait, all wait, of us wait. were playing and oh, dude oh every one of us was having to drink every time a shot was made for either team what that's not yeah fair. what the hell is the point of that just make <laughs> that point well the the lesson was you cheer for all of your brothers <laughs> oh man that's so bizarre to me yeah. like yo we're gonna fuck you guys up you're gonna drink prune juice whoever shits first is fucked was it like a rule, like whoever shit themselves first, like had to clean up the toilets or something? No, no, we all cleaned. We were all we. They teach you the unit rule, so you know what happens to one of you happens to all of you, and it okay. just teaches you to take care of your boys. You know, like you got to look out for your friends. You got to make sure they're not acting acting a fool. And uh, you know, it still happens. But that being said, I think that's a good lesson. You know, and and I think there's a lot of parallels between you know fraternity life and like joining the military, for example. You know, like you, you get bonded through, uh, this is a strong word, but bonded through trauma, basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You guys, you know, you overcome a lot of adversity together as a unit, so to say. Yes. And like we, for example, like we have like pledge brother football. So like Ooh. the pledges compete against the brothers in a uh, tackle football game. Did, and uh, did everyone from your pledge like group make it? No, there were people who dropped uh, because of grades, but realistically, the same people who a lot of them who dropped because of grades were going to have bad grades regardless of if they joined a fraternity or not, because they were already doing the stuff that we were doing by themselves or in like a smaller group. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? Like the difference being that the fraternity was enforcing some discipline on them. Like you got to be at this event at this time. You got to manage your time. There's required study hours. You need to be hitting the gym at least like two or three times a week. That kind of stuff, no, and you, you know, if you go to the gym, oh, for sure, it was wow. highly recommended. It wasn't mandated, but it was highly, highly recommended. That's and like, uh, you know, we had study hours too, like, and we were, we did our best to try to hold people accountable on grades. You're also, it's kind of like a business too, though, because you're like trying to balance the membership dues, paying for the house and things like that. So you do have to keep a certain number of people. So it's really important that people have not shitty grades. <laughs> That's very interesting. I see. I didn't know how deep it goes. 
Like, I always thought, like, Greek, like, I was like, ah, fuck those dudes in their stupid leather shirts. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. But it seems like it, there's a lot more going on on the in the inner workings of this whole scheme. Not a scheme, so oh, to for say, sure. but, like, yeah, it's that's very intricate. Yeah, like, the, the national chapter, the individual chapters pay dues to the national chapter to be affiliated with the organization. There's other perks that come with that. Like, you know, obviously, you get access to all the rituals, and they provide, like, literature and things like that. But you also... Uh, like they have like something called the grand arch council for our fraternity. And that's like a national event every year that they host in different cities and everybody actually, excuse me, not in different cities. It's always in Cabo. One of our alumni owns like a massive hotel there. So he gives everyone like free rooms for the weekend. You just fly out there. There's workshops and stuff. And then everybody parties in, in Cabo. So wow. it's kind of a cool opportunity for younger people who maybe wouldn't have the money to do that. Otherwise, like I know I, I didn't unfortunately get to do that, but I definitely would not have had the money to just go get a hotel room and fly to Cabo for the weekend. See, that's interesting. Like, I didn't know that there was so much emphasis on like being a productive student and stuff like that. I, I, I never really, cause I never cared about it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, fuck that. I'm not paying for friends or some shit. Like that's, I view yeah. it so negatively. Also, it's like over here, it's so different. It's drastically different. You know, it's not the same. Our campuses are built differently. They just, everything's different you know what i mean so there are there is greek life like i've seen it i've experienced it to a degree but uh it's nothing like what you're telling me which is very interesting yeah i mean like don't get me wrong we still have a good time we still throw parties you know there's like mixers with sororities and things like that like i'm not trying to be like oh we're angelic and we're boy scouts obviously not and i mean now (laughs) we're gonna get to the sweet bits um what was the rowdiest party you attended? Like you don't got to give up what house it was. Yeah. It actually, it was not at a fraternity house. I'll, really? I'll say that. So, so there's a road in Tallahassee called airport drive and mm-hmm. it's an off campus road where students can rent houses. And there are a lot of like older houses, but it's like a lot of space. So like the parties there are always great. Cause they're legit like big house parties, right? like hundreds of people at them. Mm-hmm. And this one in particular had been advertised on the Tallahassee EDM community page, which every basically every student was going to EDM shows regularly because we were having people like Skrillex and Bass Nectar and Avicii pop through. Right. So we it was on Halloween and it was a five house house party and each house had different music and each house had multiple kegs and you had right. to pay five bucks to get in. And they also had hunch punch and all kinds of stuff. And it was crazy. There was thousands of people there. Really? Like the biggest party I've ever been to. And so me and my friends have just gotten there. Everybody's in costumes also. Uh, <laughs> I'm dressed like Ash fucking Ketchum. That's amazing. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody pregame too. So like we're, we're already, you know, buzzing. And we're all chilling. We're getting checked in, getting our bands in front, like in a carport in front of a house. And a police car pulls up. And the party obviously had not been registered because it's five houses deep with like thousands of people on the road. Like it was crazy. Crazy. That's like, I'm trying to picture that. (laughs) And uh, people were already very drunk and they started to fuck the police chant. No. And then, and then one person tossed a bottle through the windshield of the cop car. Dude. And the guy threw on his lights. And once the first bottle went, other people started throwing glass. And the car just, he threw it in reverse and went all the way back down the street and just drove off. And then like, no joke, 
five minutes later, every single police officer in Tallahassee showed up and they were pepper spraying people. There was tear gas. People were just running. It was chaos, dude. People were running through backyards. I watched a guy jump a fence and a cop go after him over the fence after him. Like it was insane. And like, meanwhile, our stupid asses are taking freaking selfies and shit in front of all the chaos behind us. Cause we weren't, (laughs) we weren't doing any of this. We had literally just gotten to the party and like we were like stoked to be there and we had just lost our money because we had bought bands now it's like anarchy and there's there's just cops running everywhere there's police cars everywhere like like red and blue lights covering the entire neighborhood it was so crazy so we walked you know probably 10 blocks away and then call uh called one of our it was actually that's another thing that pledges do for us uh they they like to designate a drive so they'll be sober and come pick us up um so it's it's highly recommended and uh anyways they so we had some pledges come pick us up and we ended up going back to the fraternity house oh and we found like these two girls that needed a ride with us and uh we were like yeah sure come with us blah blah blah. and like we had two other random dudes that we had told could ride with us and we get to the car and we're like sorry guys jesus dude that's heartless (laughs) It was gnarly, but you know, like That's we didn't funny. know these people. So, but so, uh, it, yeah, it was it was a wild party. Now, have you ever gotten into some shit like at a party or something like where it's like I don't know another Greek life uh, group or something or another house? It's like yo, fuck those guys or like let's prank those guys and like steal all their underwear or something weird. I don't know. Yeah, we had a chat like our neighbors, because like I said, in Heritage Grove, it was like all complexes next to each other. So you'd have like a chapter house, which is like a like a hall that has a kitchen and two bathrooms. And that's kind of where like our big parties would be. Uh, And then we'd like use the backyard as well. But then like the apartment complexes, everybody like slept individually in their own two twos. Okay. so like we kind of got the best of both worlds, which was nice because our our apartments didn't just smell like beer permanently. But um, but like uh, the chapter next door to us, we had some issues with them. Like they'd come through and like the the hallways are outdoor for the apartment style living. And so they would come through and break our exit signs and like our whole chapter would get fined for them. So they there was that going back and forth for a little bit, which was really stupid. Um, There were some guys that like a lot of people at FSU will drive scooters like those little Vespas. Mm -hmm. And there was someone who was like going around kicking all of those over at every house. So like there's definitely some drunken vandalism shit that happens. And like FSU PD is regularly chilling around there just like waiting for something to go down. But um, the, the most probably messed up thing is we had some guys like break into our fraternity house and steal our composites like oh, that have those are composites are like class photos for each year the fraternity is in action so they oh, stole a bunch from the early 2000s which is just respectful shit yeah it's just messed up because like when alumni come back like they want to see their freaking photos on the wall like that's part of like the the history of the chapter so it's just like it's just a dick move honestly it's How'd not cool back? uh you know our president went and talked to their president because we had seen him do it and like the alternative was there was a couple of people who were like, we're going to go and literally fight all of them. And right. we were like, let's not do that. Like, let's, let's try to resolve this amicably. And, you know, like we got them back and we made it very clear that if anything like that happened again, then they would probably be getting kicked off campus. But like really? most of the time you try to like, 
you try to deal with it in-house so that because like it reflects on everybody right like one chapter gets kicked off for being shitheads like everybody looks bad so it's like when you can you try to you try to mitigate like having the governing body involved and things like that yeah totally so i mean do you think there has been any negative impacts like have you seen any negative impacts that a fraternity has had on you know maybe a, a brother or just people in general yeah for sure i mean it's definitely not for everyone and honestly you can be your own person in it but there is definitely like negative uh influences at times like there's the influence to get drunk sometimes when you don't want to uh you know there's there's also people who use drugs like just being real and so like yeah. being around that you're more likely to try it um right so like we tried to we tried to like keep that kind of like to a minimum as much as we could but again like these are 18 year old to 22 year old 23 year old men like they're gonna do what they're gonna do like if they got to deal with the consequences of it you know um yeah. so like Outside of that, I've seen people's grades slip for sure because like they get more involved with like fraternity life than they are focused on school, which can definitely happen. Um, so I would say like there are negative impacts, but again, a lot of it is like most people are going to go to college and if they are let off the leash, they're going to party. That's just a thing. And I saw a lot of people who were not in Greek life who were doing the exact same kind of stuff. So I don't think it's a unique problem to Greek life. I just do think that being in large groups where everyone is doing it, you are probably more likely to do it. My man's so. dropping some knowledge. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and hear one of our good friends. Who knows who I'm going to pick for this episode? But hey, hear their trailer right now. Coming to you live from whatever podcast you're currently listening to, it's your boy Jay West with my co-host Mac East from the We Get Dub podcast. What up, nerds? It's me, Mac East, and we got a badass anime podcast for you. We got hot sauce, we got hot takes, we got booze and banter. And you can listen to us on all major platforms. The We Get Dub podcast hits harder than a Goku gut punch. <laughs> anyway, all right, we're back. Back with Chris. We're talking more Greek life stuff. So a lot of people don't understand Greek life, myself included. I mean, I'm learning a ton today. Um, what are some of the benefits that affect you long-term for being in a chapter? So long-term, I'm still associated with the Alumni Association. So I get invites to our Founders Day every year. Anytime I want to go back up to Tallahassee in February, I go up. I can see alumni from all kinds of different years. Um, independent of that, like we have a Facebook group for our, our alumni. So we, you know, plan like we'll watch football games for FSU or there's a lot of guys that I'm very close with still that live here in Tampa Bay where I live. And so I spend a lot of time with my fraternity brothers and some of them, like I wasn't even that close to them when we were in college, but just like the fact that we know each other and like we're chill with each other and, you know, can do adult shit, but also still have fun with our friends. It's, it's, it's really nice, honestly. Um, I've been in God knows how many, too many weddings at this point for my boys. All, they're all getting picked off right now. Um, I feel like I'm like Catherine Heigl in 27 dresses, bro. Like <laughs> I'm really a groomsman in so many. And I love, I love being a part of it. It's always awesome, but it's, it's freaking expensive. I need to buy a permanent tux, man. Yo, yo, dude. <laughs> Just, man, I love that you've built so many bonds with so many people. That's like really special. 
Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Like, uh, you know, one of my closest friends, my first friend that I met in college, uh, we, we pledged together. He's living up with his wife in Tallahassee. It's like, anytime I ever want to go catch a football game, he's got a guest bedroom up there. You know, he's doing well for himself. And I get to see all these people like growing into these like upstanding citizens who have awesome jobs and are doing really great things and they're married to really great women. And so it's cool to see that like growth for sure. And, you, you know, like I had said earlier, like I'm still very good friends with my hometown friends, but like my college friends, you know, that was a different part of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's cool to see them kind of grow and evolve and not just be, you know, that idiot 18 year old kid drinking four locos with you. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, those the, some of those, you know, weird, distorted memories are like some of our best. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. That's really cool, though, that you. I mean, even though it's like almost two separate lifestyles, you know, you have your home life and then you have your school life or whatever it is that, you know, you're able to narrowly just walk down that path and keep everyone together. Like that's, you know, that's a testament to you is just being a good friend, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I try to be, man, I try to be the friend that I want to have. And uh, another cool thing was like a lot of my hometown friends actually went to FSU and they joined other fraternities. So I actually made friends outside of my chapter as well, just through the fact of us being Greek and being affiliated. And like, again, you go through this, there are different processes, but you have worked to be a part of an organization. And that says something about your character. Mm. Um, and so I've met a lot of really cool people through that. I mean, the guy who uh, like, and I also, sorry, not to get off on a tangent, but I also oh, held leadership positions in my chapter. So I really enjoyed that as well. Like, Uh, It was an opportunity for me to practice being a leader, leading by example. And, uh, you know, I was on the executive board of our chapter. So it's like the presidential council kind of deal. I lived with the president for a year and, you know, we were constantly putting out fires and solving problems. And that that's something that you have to do in real life all the time. So that trains especially no matter what, you know, that's actual skill. Yep. Exactly. And, and, uh, you know, like even just recently, I, uh, I reached out to a fraternity brother of mine that I had never even talked to. I got connected through, you know, another one. He's probably in his mid forties. Uh, I'm 28 for reference. And he, um, and single, he is, (laughs) he's a contract or, uh, excuse me, he's a recruiter. And, you know, so he's like looking at some possible positions for me, uh, you know, in the future job wise. So it's like, there's a lot of uh, a lot of financial opportunity there too in in keeping those connections and showing yourself to be dependable and trustworthy. So, I mean, going back now, what's probably one of the like if you took a look back, what what's one of the weirder or more awful experiences that you've had during like your tenure with you know on campus? Um. Well, I did get jumped on this trail uh, it's called the saint mark's trail it's nicknamed the rape trail damn sorry trigger warning but it's like it literally looks like a trail out of a horror movie at night yeah. it's got no, like emergency I, I call boxes it. yeah it's it's real bad so like bad shit happens on this trail so i was walking back and this dude literally just cold cocked me in the throat just throat punched me Dead. and just fucking dropped me like i didn't even see it coming dude i don't and, even uh, just your face like you were like and i went down Dude, it was not cool. I went and hit the call box and then I called 911 because he was with his friend and I was not about to fight two guys by myself because yeah, no. I was with the I was with a woman as well. And I was like, what the fuck? So that was 
that was pretty messed up uh that was not like greek affiliated though that was just on you know a trail near campus yeah um outside of that uh unfortunately one of my fraternity brothers decided to stand on top of a car mm. while it was in motion Oof. and he fell off backwards and hit his head so i had to accompany him to the hospital overnight and he had a concussion and we had to call his parents so that really really sucked damn dude that's 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 pretty shitty so now as we're winding down this is the part where i like to try to pick your brain a little bit now taking all of this beautiful experience and, and just looking at it all now what is something that you walk away with at the end of the day and that you are the most proud of during this whole experience something that you know you can take with you to the grave hmm my first thought honestly would be like the the serious lasting long-term like lifelong friendships that i've made like i i genuinely have met some of the best people in my life i mean i met my co-host for the geek peak podcast trent in a fraternity we we met through fisi and he was thinking about dropping and i was like you're not dropping dude because i you have to be in this with us like we want you like you're our boy and he stuck it out because of that and then eventually became he's the president that i lived with he was the president of the chapter and oh, wow. we ran shit and we grew the chapter you know we were recruiting people we were recruiting like-minded people who you know could keep themselves composed and things like that and you know we're we're doing good in school and had bright futures. And, uh, you know, that to, to this day, our chapter, when I joined, we had uh, my pledge class was 18 and the whole chapter was 20 people strong. Normally the, the fraternity chapters at FSU are 60 to 120 men. And we wow. were at, we were at 20 and then we doubled the size of our chapter with my pledge class. And from that point on, we continue to grow. And I believe now we're in the 60 to 80 range. So like just seeing that is, like just seeing that growth and knowing that you had a part to play in that, that's also really, really great. That's awesome. So, I mean, for any listeners or anyone that's even thinking about dabbling in some type of Greek, Greek life or even just taking that big first step and moving away from home and going to a university, uh, do you have any pointers or tips or just overall life advice that you could you know, give to some of the listeners? Have a good time. Don't take yourself too seriously. Have fun. It goes by so fast. It really does. It, I look back on it longingly. I'm like, oh my God, like I wish that I would have done this or like I always wanted to do this. And, you know, so I look back on it. I wish I had done more. Um, but that being said, I wouldn't change anything. I had such a great time. Uh, but also, you know, make sure you get good grades. You don't have to have the best grades, but get that diploma. And then once you get into grad school, you can start taking everything a lot more seriously if that's what you want to do, or you're starting a business and, uh, you know, don't be afraid to take risks. Like, don't be afraid to branch out from the friends that you've made. The, those people are not going anywhere. As long as you maintain those relationships and reach out to them and just let them know that, you know, you're thinking about them. Like that goes a long way. So have fun with it though. Really? Like that's my number one thing. Just enjoy yourself get your degree, make sure you get that diploma. Don't, don't just spend money to go hang out there and not get the degree. But if you can, if you can have some fun while getting your degree, definitely do that. Some beautiful words of wisdom from an even more beautiful person. Let me tell you something. So Chris, can you tell these lovely people where they can find you? Yes, we are at the geek peak pod. That's at geek peak pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you type in geek peak on Spotify or Apple podcasts, it's like peak like a mountain. 
Uh, it's a little little joke from Let Florida take you for to you. The top ladies, <laughs> come to the summit. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, we do weekly episodes. Uh, we talk a little bit of everything from which apocalypse would be the worst one to experience. We talk some One Punch Man. You know, we love horror movies. We're huge Star Wars buffs. Um, so a little bit of everything, kind of pop culture variety hour. We even talk music and video games too. So come check us out. Have a beer. Come hang out with the boys. I mean, that was beautiful. I just would love to thank you for, you know, joining me, uh, you know, just just coming along and dropping some knowledge and giving some stories for the listeners, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Dude, thank you for having me on. This has been fun. And I cannot wait to listen to the future episodes because I feel like I'm not even that good of a guest. <laughs> nah, man, you're, you're, you're the guest. This was made for you. I did this show just for you. But anyway, if you want to hear more of my luscious, lavish velvety voice you can catch me on the we get dub podcast the piece by piece podcast if you want to see me take photos of shit that i like you could find me on instagram at trash perspective and you could find me on twitter at jwest 718 you could see what i'm up to you could see what my cat looks like uh what i look like and whatever else i'm doing or just flooding your timeline with so on that note for chris from geek peak I'm Jay West, and I'll catch you next time the sun sets. Peace.